I'll tell you. In our experience, government contracting is very different than private contracting. So, for example, business development sometimes can be much more involved on the government side. And we're back. Welcome to the latest episode of Commerce and Chill. I am Jessica Johnson Co. I'm Wally. Hey, Walid, what's good? We need nap pods in the office. No, we need to go home and get some sleep. Period. End of story. I'm I'm voting for nap pods. No, no. I say go home and go to sleep. Go to work and do what you're supposed to do. When you finish, wrap it up and go home. No, it's good. Like you take, a, you take a quick power nap and then you wake up, you have a burst of energy. Like there's studies on it. It says then you become super productive. No, if I so recall I'm correctly, voting, I should... saw you take a power nap today. No, I was, my neck was like this. That was not enough. a power nap. Like a power nap. Is you close your eyes. You totally get undis- you're not disturbed or anything. You could just be like, you go in a pod, you close the door, and you're like 30, 45 minutes. You just be like, then well, you come out like the Incredible Hulk. Boom. And then you're ready to get back to work. I'm telling you, it's studies about that. You should add that to the budget. I'm telling you, pods, nap pods. Go home. Whatever they call it. Go to sleep tonight. No, because then, like, if it was the middle of the day, like, you just, like, you eat some Chinese food or something. And you be delivery. Here they come. <laughs> anyway, today we want to talk to you about how to win government contracts as a small business. A lot of things have been happening lately and keeps coming back to this one point about government contracting. For example, while we were at the Laundromat Millionaire Conference and King Cope was dropping mad knowledge bombs about the pickup and delivery He had volunteered to schedule time with other conference attendees. You could go in his calendar, pick a time, and talk about pickup and delivery. So fancy now. I got a calendar. You can schedule appointments to talk with me. The thing is, you know, you see people out here with these masterminds and with their digital products. And Uh between the two of us, our thing is very simple. We're not going to charge you to tell you what we do or how we did it. Because it's already out there. I mean, that's like, why one of the free. reasons why we have commerce like and chill the internet. is so that we can share how we've done what we've done with you free of charge. All it costs is a little bit of your time and attention. And so while he was going on a little bit, they were about to kick him off the stage. Jordan Barry, shout out to Jordan, was about to kick his new best friend off the stage for talking too much. And I just basically said, look, we have the playbook. We can talk to you. We can even talk to you about how you can use government contracting to grow your pickup and delivery business. Like, folks pulled me to the side outside the room. They're like, how do you do that? I said, oh, well, that's easy. It's a three-point plan. I can give you a three-point plan on how to do it. So a couple of people at dinner or at lunch, I walked them through a plan, how they can get started. Because at the soapbox, we had a quasi-government contract um, during COVID, which helped to sustain us. Um, I mean, granted, it wasn't our only contract, Nonetheless, um, we were able to take advantage, make the most of a government agency that was buying products and services from one of our clients who needed laundry services to support this particular contract with the city of New York. Fast forward, this weekend, um, I was at a memorial for a loved one, and on the ride down, I was 
talking to a fellow business owner who was telling me his plans and talking about growing his business and expressing his frustration. Like, I'm not sure what to do. Like, I can give you the roadmap. <laughs> Granted, his roadmap is going to be different from my roadmap. I could still give him a roadmap. He's like, well, I want to get in the 8A program because I heard once you're in 8A, that's how you basically write your ticket for government contracts. So just really quickly, the Small Business Administration has the 8A business development program. It's for small businesses that meet certain criteria, in essence, are disadvantaged compared to other large businesses. And to help federal agencies meet their small business subcontracting goals, um, different government agencies will have set aside contracts to companies that are certified under the 8A contracting program. So this particular business owner said that if he were able to get into the 8A program, he'd be able to write his ticket. So why he just didn't apply and get in the program? He's in the process of applying, but one of the one of the things that I've noticed from talking to people who have been in the 8A program and as Johnson Security being a graduate of the 8A program is that um, if you don't understand how to navigate the program, then you can't take full advantage of the subcontract and you can't take full advantage of all the money that's out there for companies who are certified as 8A. We're certified as a, now as a hub zone because, again, we graduated out of 8A, can't go back. And, and hub zone stands for historically underutilized business zone, um, which is a much smaller percentage of the subcontracting plans compared to 8A or service-disabled, veteran-owned or women-owned small businesses. Um, nonetheless, we qualify. And there are some set-asides. And as an example, one of the transportation projects we have we got as a result of being a hub zone firm. And they're just like, well, we can't find a lot of hub zone. Because many people just don't go through the trouble of applying to get the certification. And for your hub zone certification, you basically are in a low to moderate income community based on census tracts. And you employ at least 33% of your employees live in um, underutilized business zones as well based on census tracts so we meet that criteria so that's easy for us um so i said well cope let's talk about government contracting for the folks in commerce and chill land now this is very timely because right as we were preparing to leave for the laundromat millionaire conference we received notification that we were awarded a blanket purchase agreement, all these different what they call contract vehicles that the government has. But we res sounds like a blank check to me, but go ahead. Pretty much um, a blanket purchase agreement with the U.S. Justice Department for what they consider a small contract in lower Manhattan. So now we're trying to staff up so that we can take on that new contract. And there's all this what they call far ease. FAR stands for Federal Acquisition Regulations. So F-A-R, FAR. There's a lot of, like, there's a whole language. A lot of acronyms here. There are to, to the FAR. And, um, do they have any acronyms written down that say ACH? Well, they do pay us ACH. Because if I get the contract, I just want it all ACH. <laughs> well, we, we, when I do use SAM, or DSBS or Dynamic whatever. Dynamic Small Business Search. G GSA and all these General other acronyms Services you got written down here today. There's a lot. Can there's a lot. Acronym ACH. 
I'll just say this. For our new contract with the U.S. Justice Department, um, and shout out to my Salesforce coach, Chris, who said, focus and simplify. Chris. Damn, I heard somebody say that last night, too. Focus and simplify. Chris, it was so easy to do the proposal. Was it easier than those uh, other proposals you did with, like, 20 other people yes. for these? Uh, yes. Airports? Yes. So. And go ahead. In the next few minutes, and I know I've been talking for, like, almost 10 oh, minutes Oh, she's going to be talking probably another 20 minutes, too. In the next few minutes, next 20 20 or so minutes, we're going to talk to you about government contracting. Just basically touch the surface of how you can get started, where you can find assistance if you so choose to want to make government money. Now, I'll tell you, in our experience, government contracting is very different than private contracting. So, for example, business development sometimes can be much more involved on the government side. Waleed is joking, but not really joking about the proposals we've been working on with like a team of 20 people. <laughs> Bro, waste. <laughs> oh. He says waste now, but this is the same man as like, oh. I want $20 million in the bank account before the end of the third quarter. Yeah, because I got to write some people some checks. Nonetheless. But anyway... Still, when I say so, it when I say right, that, if you do it right, government contracting can lead to did you see the movie War Dogs? Millions of dollars in the bank. You saw it. Tell them <laughs> That's about government contracting. Tell them about was, War Dogs. So just Cole, watch the movie. Cole doesn't focus on the government contracting side as much as I do. However, when he saw the movie War Dogs, he was like, "Oh." But I'm, it's, it's like it's just a good. Paint the picture I mean, the movie is true. Land. It's true, but What's what? The movie what about? It's just these guys that sell. They they sell. Um, ar- they didn't sell arms, but they sold any type of equipment the military needed. And most of the times, it was like guns, ammunition, et cetera, helmet, whatever. But they sold whatever the military needed. But what their strategy was, which is so smart, and more small businesses do it, whether it's you know on a city, state, or federal, is they would go to their website and they look at the jobs that they out there the i don't know jobs they put out for bid or whatever it is mm-hmm. procurement opportunities. Yeah, the, the opportunities for you to bid on and they would look for like small stuff that most people would would neglect or wouldn't be interested in because the big guys just wanted the big stuff and small stuff would be like a million dollars a couple hundred thousand dollars sometimes even a couple million dollars so you could take the same strategy depending on what your business what um vertical your business is in so if you're in i don't know you in like you you in a like baked goods you could go on new york city or wherever you you know you are i'm sure they have some kind of database here in new york city it's called what is it the e, e, what is that thing that they send out the emails all the time i'm about to say e-pass Damn. passport passport I, like i really need a nap pod in this office um passport pa, passport passport i'm gonna take a pass nap um passport and they, they you go in there and you can see all the different things from like the New York City Fire Department, from the Police Department, from Department of Housing, Department of Homeless Service, any city agency you could go in there and you could look and then you could filter by the categories. And it's like, oh, look, this is for the Department of Education. 
they have parent teacher coordinator nights events and they need someone to provide like i don't the know juice, food. juice boxes yeah or, or for the cafeteria they want somebody to refill the vending machines with, with juices and you'll be like oh i can go to to i don't know jet costco. i can go to costco yeah. or jet row and i can get them for this and i can mark them up and sell them for that count my labor go fill up the machines or whatever and this is what i'll charge and they, and they might and they'll compare your quote to somebody else's that's if sometimes even people other people even bid on it sometimes they don't but even if they do i like you just do it i just say when i give you the smack about some bidding on some of them some of them are too labor intensive like they they suck too much time for me i'm not saying people shouldn't do them but if you got a, you like a, you got a team of people, you got a sales team that can dedicate time to sit there and spend like days or weeks on it. I'm like, fine. I'm like, I'm looking for like the dudes in Wardour. I'm like, where the crumbs? Because the crumbs be hundreds, of tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands. Of, those are crumbs to other places. And then there's some of these websites, these uh, the government and city state agencies. They have these rules like if it's under this dollar amount micro purchases yeah you don't they don't or need what they call discretionary spending yeah, see she knows all that. they don't need this all this approval they can just pay you directly or they don't have to like quote it out to so many people so depending on what the rules are with the dollars amount there's different factors that i'm just like if i could go look at a couple of them and i'm just going to make this number up let's just say the threshold is i don't know anything a hundred thousand dollars or less so if I can be like, okay. Well, I think they changed it in New York City. It might be anything less than $5 million. Okay, but I'm just using 100000 for example. So if I, they have a rule that says anything under five hundred, under 100000 100, or less, they don't need to you know, get a whole bunch. Because sometimes they'll say they need at least 10 quotes or five quotes. Or, and then they have to take the lowest bidder. And then they'll say we have to take the lowest responsive bidder, which means whoever's going to be the lowest but responsible like, I just never understood that low mentality, well, but well, their low, argument is, well, we have to be mindful of the taxpayer's dollars. Well, you know, there's a lot of other things my tax dollars get wasted on. I probably wouldn't mind if you had a legit small business charging a slight premium and providing the, the city or the government with a great service. I probably wouldn't mind that versus some of the other stuff I see. And sometimes the agency, whether it's city, state or government or federal, will allow you um, an overage if you're certified. So if you're a diverse business, veteran, or you can go back and tweak the numbers later on. You can charge up to 10% more than a non-diverse business, uh, especially in instances like discretionary spending. So anyway, I say in that example, if it's a hundred thousand or less, there's not a whole lot of criteria as it gets to the bigger value. You go in there and you can put a proposal together and get it to them and get a faster turnaround than something that's like, Oh, we have to go to a committee. We have to have 10 bids on it. Then we have to compare them. And you have to come do a presentation. And you have to go do this and you have to do that. And a good example is the work you just mentioned for JSB. You submitted a quote. You talked to them a few times. And then he was like, all right, we'll make a decision by such and such. And then such and such came and it was like, you won. Yay. Confetti. So versus... Well, let me let me just clarify with that particular case with Department of Justice, they had issued a sources sought notice. So the buyer was trying to get market research on what the marketplace right. looked but like. But you did that. That didn't take a whole lot of time. Right. It didn't take a lot of time. You fill out it's like a survey. It's a questionnaire. Nonetheless, when I sent in the response, that put the contracting officer on notice that we're here. Oh, here's a, here's a firm who's interested, legit, and has experience in it. So I say that to say. And, and started building a relationship Com- with that contracting that to, officer to some of the other ones where you were on a committee of like, I don't know, 20 people. And 
And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying my theory, my strategy is go after those crumbs and turn those crumbs into a meal. I was, Think about it. A mouse goes and gets crumbs and then they bring them back and stack them up. Or the, the, the squirrel goes and grabs the acorns you see and then they run and go back and put them in anything. In the, and before you know it, they got a whole bunch of acorns piled up and they got food for the whole winter. You don't see them we running around looking for one winter. big. You don't see the squirrels running around looking for one big ass acorn to be like, I'm looking for one big ass acorn to last well, me the whole you winter. Know, if it, if a squirrel came across half a subway sandwich, they would they would take that. Baby, in New York City, like the the pizza rat. Yeah. But what I'm saying, but but like think about it. You see squirrels when the, when the weather's changing and we're going into winter. They run around just grabbing acorns like crazy, and then they go and they go and they store them, and then they. Use that all one. So get the get the hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, fifty thousand. I know, I know. I'm not going to say any names, but I'm super proud of them. Met them at the at the conference. We had a conversation, and they're they're doing commercial. They have a commercial account for their laundry business, mm-hmm. and the, that account actually they have two commercial clients, and it generates them like twenty thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. 20, and, and they just started getting into commercial accounts and, and doing two, just what two. What could you do with an extra $20,000 per month in revenue? And that's just two clients. So let's just say each one of them is 10000 a month. Like, do the math. Two times 12, $240,000 a year from two clients. Now, granted, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket, but I'm just saying if you could do that with two, like how do you replicate that and get more? And and before you know it, it's a it's like it's a mill. It's a couple million. So, I'm going no to encourage you to diversify your portfolio, right? You want to have a nice mix of private I'm getting and all the crumbs. public and the that crust. This government. People always throw pizza crust down. I'm getting that too. And to let you know, we have a varying amount of sizes and scope of government contracts. So one example, and I I tell a story all the time, is with the VA. The VA called us September 2011. We were all sitting in a room next door, and they said, give us a quote for armed guard service to take money to the the bank. Cope said, no, we don't want to do it. The lady's asking me for a number. It's like, oh, hey, Nefertiti, shout out to Nefertiti. Um, he's like, no, tell her no. I was like, no, I can't tell her no. And I said, well, how did you find us? She said, oh, I was doing my market research. And in your dynamic small business search profile in the SBA's database, it said that you provided DSBS. armed guard. Go fill yours out. Pickup service. Make sure it's up to date. So we want to do Dynamic that. We want you to do that for search. us because we have to change the, the current vendor website. and we need a small business. And we see that you have the right certifications and you have the right so skill So she set. decided to give them a quote. So I decided to give them a quote. So I came up with numbers like something. And then you were like, nope, that number's too low. Because, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do, do, do it. So I was like, give me the number. And Actually, I'm, everybody in the room did not want to do it. Because right. we all sat in one office. Right, at that time. At that time. Right, so we didn't want to do it. And it wasn't because we didn't like we didn't want to work with them. It's it like just, geographically, it, it was just, a little bit further. It, was just, it wasn't. It wasn't in our wheelhouse at that time. It wasn't in our wheelhouse at the time. So she comes up with some number. And he takes my number and crosses and, it out and writes and a bigger number. And mocked it up some ridiculous amount. And my intention was to mock it up high enough so they just say no. And then we could, you know, we could bow out with grace. And a wise man once said, if there's a job you don't want to do, charge them double and see if they still do. Yeah. If they still take the quote. Well, let me tell you. (laughs) She called back. I don't know if that wise man was saying double it and they won't take it or double it because if they take it, it's worth your while. 
But if he's saying that they won't take it if you double it. He's saying double it so so it'll be worth your while. Oh, because if you're saying double it so they don't choose you, he was wrong. Long story short. Because <laughs> I marked it up some ridiculous Nefertiti called back like the very next day. And she's like, we accept your bid. Wait, no, you weren't supposed to accept our bid. I told you we didn't want this. She's like, but no, we want to work with you. And we need the service. And, I was and like, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> We're like, I was like, no. What? <laughs> Long or story short. What is it now? Ten now years later? It's ten, almost ten years. And we're still and we're still doing it. And that work has resulted in our doing the same service at three additional locations. And um, I know the chief doesn't typically talk in numbers, but I can tell you that in, in the ten years that we've been I will doing be it. Soon. In the 10 years that we've been doing this work. Make sure you work, connect me on LinkedIn. Surprise coming. The 10 years we've been doing the work with the VA, and which is which is Huge part-time value. work. Um, we've we've yeah, really earned part-time. over seven figures. Over seven figures. So, I mean, in, in one of the contracts, we charge them like $1,700 a month. But remember, those acorns start to add up. Somebody need to raise that winter, price. When winter mm-hmm. comes, you can eat well. So that's just one thing. Um we are waiting to hear back on another opportunity we've bid on um, with TSA, which is a multi-million dollar, multi-year contract. And so Coke complains about the team. So, yes, it, it is a little bit more involved because... Mad, mad time. We could have picked up a lot of acorns. Y'all trying to get this... Y'all not even trying to get the acorn. Y'all trying to get the whole oak tree. We're trying to get... Okay. Y'all trying to get the oak tree, and you don't realize how big the tree is. But I respect that. I'll say this. I done picked up like 20 acorns already in the time that they are trying to get this one tree. All right. Bull, no, Rocky. Rocky's the squirrel. Rocky's the squirrel. Rocky's Bull the squirrel. Winkles, All right, Rocky. Well, Rocky. I'll say this. In the process, the procurement process with this large TSA opportunity, we have worked with a team of nearly 20 people to put together the, pre- the, pr- the proposal. So we need a thing in here. How it started? How's it going? <laughs> We've had site it's visits. still going. I'll, I'll say this, though. The, the process has made me better as we've gone after other work. There's some pluses from it. But we're just, I'm just I talking about a pure... I can use a lot of what we discuss in our proposal as I talk to other potential clients, especially as we're trying to scale. Because yeah, oftentimes clients don't want you to say, oh, I know you want me to do $100,000 worth of work, but I'm going to go focus on the school across the street because they want me to bake cookies for like $50 a week. Like no one wants to hear you scaling down unless, it, unless you're niching. Like in our cases, clients want to see us swinging for the fences because that sig- signifies to them that their business means something and we want comparable opportunities to what they're giving us. Why are you making that face? I'm listening. I'm just like, okay. So I just say the, the process um, has been extremely helpful. And I would dare say in, in at least two other cases has put us in contention to win additional business with one of the large hospital systems and potentially with a large financial services organization. And, they had very similar procurement processes. And the, the hospital system, I guess it's almost a quasi-government agency because it is city, but it's kind of not the city. And then with the bank, they're private, but they're doing the same thing. Like, okay, we're going to send out an RFP. It's going to be competitive, and we want as many bids as we can, and we want responsive. 
and we want to see what you write in your proposal and we want to have a presentation and then we want you to negotiate your numbers and come back. So the process can help you as you're doing your business development. But understand in government contracting 101, there are lots of different contract vehicles. So in some instances, an agency might just ask you for a number. How much is it going to cost for you to send me one guard every night? Okay. In another case, they might say, oh, this is competitive. I want you to write me a narrative and tell me how your guard, how are you going to service this scope of work? And I'm going to score you on a rate card. And on the rate card, 30% will go to pricing and 40% will go to past performance. That's big in lots of government contracting is past performance. What you've done in the past, is it similar in size, scope, and complexity? Um, and in other cases, it might just be like, all right, bring your team to the table and whoever you bring, that's who gets to work. So when you think of government contracting, it's not one size fits all. There are a lot of different variables. We're going to give you a couple of quick tips to help you Go for win, it. win, win. Not even looking at the paper. I'm always going to tell you, register with your PTAC. That stands for Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Um, we're paid for by our government dollars, our tax dollars fund them. They're supposed to help you get contracts and help you to grow in size and scale. Um, so regardless of if you make brownies, if you make dresses, if you make beds, if you put out a service, get registered with the PTAC. They can start sending you leads and contracts in the areas under your NAICS code, North American Industrial Classification System code. Um, and then you can start to see what agencies are forecasting that they will use uh, with respect to your products and services. I, like we've done, make sure that your dynamic small business search profile is up to date. So you get to write a narrative, tell your story. So as the um, contracting officers are doing research, they can search on keywords. So if you do laundry, laundry, dry cleaning, fabric softener, pressing, <laughs> you know, you want to put those things in there. So when they're looking for those things, they can find you there, but they're not going to find you if you're not in the system. Um, and in the past, people would say, go to FedBizOps or FBO.gov. That's no longer existent. They want everybody to use SAM. SAM stands for the System for, Acqu for Award Management, SAM, like Uncle Sam. SAM.gov, that's where you will find the different contracting opportunities. You can also do research to see who else is getting contracts for the work that you're doing. So if there's a large prime, you can go to that prime and say, hey, I see you got a gazillion million dollar contract, million dollar contract. I know you're true that this agency needs help meeting its subcontracting goals. Why don't you put me on? Um, so you definitely want to take advantage of subcontracting opportunities. And by doing the research using SAM and the PTAC, you can do that. I'll also say um, I work with the Bipartisan Center, Bipartisan Policy Center, um, and we are doing some work around the future of the SBA. So we're making recommendations as to how the SBA can be better. Now, we told you we appreciate the SBA because of the help that they provided during the pandemic, including the PPP loans, the EIDL, economic injury, disaster loans, um, and the like, there's still some opportunity for SBA to do more. So Congress, if you're watching and you're listening, I need you oh, all they do. to reauthorize the SBA. 
The SBA has not been reauthorized in over 20 years. And if you want more information, check in the link. We'll have a link to, I'm checking our notes, we'll have a link to the policy paper that we recently released between Bipartisan Policy Center and 10,000 Small Businesses Voices. Shout out to 10KSB family. Um, and see some of the recommendations we made towards the SBA as well as procurement reform. You wanna be able to market your business to the government. So responding to sources sought notice and doing questionnaires, uh, reaching out to what they call OSDABUS. OSDABUS stands for the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization. Almost every agency will have either an OSDABU, a small business representative, or both. Those people, their job is to help small businesses get business and contracts with the agencies. So take advantage of it. Create a capability statement and send the OSDABUs or small business representatives your capability statement and then check in with them regularly. If there are industry days, make sure that you attend, even if it's virtual, and get your name out there. Hi, my name is Mike and I sell Mike's motor oil. Buy my Mike's Motor Oil. Here's my capability statement. Come to my website, MikeMotorOil.com. Do that every once in a while. And then when they need motor oil, who are they going to think about? They're going to think about you. So make sure that you're marketing to the government. And then, you know, follow the different opportunities that are out there. Um, again, one of the things you'll hear people talk about a lot is the 8A program. I definitely suggest that you research that. There's also GSA, the General Services Administration on the federal side. It's the largest buying agency for the federal government. So they take care of, of money. facilities. They buy tanks. They buy napkins. Napkins and toothpicks. Gloves. You know, toothbrushes. Anything that they need. We were, we were talking need. to Ruben Lindo a few weeks ago, and what did he say? He said in the gold rush, everybody didn't get rich off of, of gold. There were some people with picks and shovels that made a whole lot of money. So what's your equivalent of selling picks and shovels to the federal government? They need supplies. You could Figure sell Figure that out. I'm Talk. sure they need cotton balls. Register with the SBA. You can go to sba.gov and see the training that they offer. Vehicles. Um, they're they're charged with building the entrepreneurial acumen of our country. So look at the training, look at the education, as well as the uh, access to capital that they offer. Um, and then they can also help you to develop a plan for government contracting so that if you choose to, you can get acorns. If you prefer, you can get subway heroes but at the end of the day when winter comes you won't be hungry because you will have developed a plan to win government contracts both small and large and you will start to see how you can grow your business like we've been able to grow our businesses using not enough federal yeah. contracting just as one way we need to do more now we need to do more yes okay so that's in it. closing what do you want to tell the people in closing Get out the box. Go do more. Your only limit is yourself. Okay, anything else? No. I mean, there's a whole bunch of statistics I could go on for days, but I don't want to get cut off, even though I know they say that's the power of editing. Uh, just keep in mind that in July of 2021, the federal government exceeded its small business federal contracting goal, awarding 26 
1.5% or $145.7 billion with a B dollars in federal contracts to small businesses like yours and mine. That's a $13 billion increase from the previous fiscal year. And pre- the fiscal year on government, federal, federal government is uh, October 1st to September 30th. In fiscal year 2020, the federal government awarded $27.2 billion to Wolsby's. That's women-owned small businesses like mine, all right? And there are a bunch of different contract vehicles that they use. In fiscal year 2020, the federal government awarded $13.6 billion, with a B, dollars in contracts to hub zone certified small businesses like mine. So that's just to say, when you hear about government contracting, it's not just for the big guys that we have seen with our own eyes and in our own bank accounts, the value of government contracting. And if you want to see that same kind of value, call us. We'll give you the playbook. We'll give you the roadmap. I'll give you three tips to hit it, quit it, and get the money in the bank. Yeah, just don't get on a proposal with 20 other people and take six months. How long has it been? More than six months, right? Well, that's six. I'm just joking. It's, it's all six jokes. months over three three different contracting opportunities. Okay. I'm just joking. Get the crumbs, ladies and gentlemen. The crumbs. That's where it's at. Get the crumbs and the cake. And hit us up in Get the crumbs. DM. Hit us up in the comments. Tell your favorite auntie, your mama, your daddy, your friends, and them to check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Or... I'll see you at the next industry day uh, and walk you through what you need to do. Cause I really want everybody to get a piece of this pie with the infrastructure money that they're spending. Federal government is going nuts. Let's fight inflation with contracts. That's like, that's the best thing that we could do. And then I'll get this man a sleeping pod. Work. You need a government contract to pay for nap pods here at JSB. That being said, I am Jessica Johnson co- I'm Wally. And we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.